want to come back to the question and drill down on Xi Jinping. Are you going to raise this specific issue with him? Uh, as always, I will raise uh, issues of human rights, issues of, of uh, matters that uh, preoccupy with Canadians, with uh, any and all leaders that I engage. All righty. Well, that was Global News asking Mr. Trudeau what he's going to do to solve the China crisis that we have in this country. And so far, he has shown little to do so. He's actually at the uh, G20 uh, meetings in Indonesia, and he was also asked, are you going to talk to China's President Xi, who has been seated right beside him during the meetings, and so far, that meeting hasn't happened. He has met with other leaders. He met uh, for three hours with President Biden on Monday, but there is no meeting with Trudeau, which, bottom line, it might be a good thing. We we need a new strategy with this country. Uh, the, this government is expected to table a new strategy to deal with China where they're supposed to get tough and show less admiration. Um, but the bottom line is we've got a problem. On Monday, the RCMP uh, announced that there was the arrest of this Hydro-Quebec employee accused of obtaining trade secrets to benefit China. But it's just the latest in this incident of never-ending um, compromises that we learn about, including what Sam Cooper revealed last week that China, in fact, did meddle with our last two elections and infiltrated our government and compromised as many as 11 people. I want to bring Charles Burton into this conversation, senior fellow at the Macdonald Laurier Institute, also formerly with the Canadian Embassy in Beijing. Good to have you, Charles. Hi, nice to speak with you, Alex. Lots of moving parts on this file. Um, the Prime Minister says he has no plans, well, so far, I think it's what he doesn't say to versus what he does say, but he's not going to look into this interference in the 2019-2021 games. But on Monday, as you probably well know, the House Affairs Committee announced it's going to probe it. We have 11 people, at least, who have infiltrated Parliament, uh, meddling with policy, our politicians. I don't care if it's co uh, conservative or liberal. Should we not be getting names um, and seeing charges laid? I mean, the thing about it is that Evidently, the Prime Minister was apprised of this uh, situation 10 months ago. So you have 11 candidates that have illegally received uh, campaign contributions and other assistance from a foreign state. And according to uh, Sam's um, uh, report on the leaked CSIS document, they've placed uh, people into the offices of the candidates and the MPs. Well, you know, you would have thought that that uh, some action would have been taken. Shouldn't the uh, shouldn't the the MPs and the candidates who knowingly received money from a foreign source in violation of our of our election laws um, be brought to account for it? Uh, I, I would say a jail term would be uh, would be what I would what I would uh, suggest for that sort of uh, traitorous behavior. But um, you know nothing was done. So now we do have the procedures and and uh, House Affairs Committee that will do several um, uh, sessions on it and, you know, we'll be calling in CSIS and the RCMP and National Security Advisors and they're trying to get uh, the Minister of Foreign Affairs and so on and so on and so on. Uh, even I'm going to be speaking to them, apparently, so they say. Um, well, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, will we get any straight answers and will we get the names of the people who took the Chinese money? Well, I mean, it would be nice. Uh, these people are committing treason, I think most Canadians would see, but they're also getting access to, to our parliamentarians. Uh, they have been compromised, and God knows how many else are out there. You've, every day it seems like we've got a new China story where we're being compromised, whether it's police stations in the GTA, 
um, you know, hydro workers gaining our, our gaming our our, our critical um, infrastructure, but there's been no urgency to deal with it. Now, as you well know, this government is expecting to table a new strategy on China in the coming day coming days. They seem to be striking a different tone, but I mean, their talk has to match their walk. It hasn't yet, but unless they deal with this immediate crisis, um, I'm not buying it. I agree with you. And I mean, I think that, uh, you know, the fact that they've so far, after all these years of reports of extensive Chinese espionage against our um, high tech and obtaining our, you know, dual use military technologies, uh, which are secrets that we share with the five eyes, you know, including this battery technology that the Hydro-Quebec researcher was working on, you know, which has direct applications to things like drones and robotics used in battle. Um, you know, this is the only one that, that we've heard about where the charges have been laid and the man may end up in prison if the allegations are true. What about the, the dozens and hundreds of others who have successfully been transferring technologies to the Chinese state? Why is it taking us so long to get it together? I think with regard to the policy, I want to see the policy. And even if the policy looks like a good policy, if the government doesn't act on it, then, um, right. you know, we're back to square one. So, I, uh, you know, it's a watching game. But certainly I think that public awareness is way up on this and the outrage at the idea that you could have um, uh, candidates who are under the influence of a foreign state right in the center of our democracy in the Parliament of Canada, you know, that really should be sending a signal to people that something is seriously wrong here. Well, I mean, we saw over the last few years, Canadians have completely changed their view on our dealing with China, and an overwhelming majority want this government or any government to get much, much tighter. I mean, we're talking about an, in an illegitimate election. I mean, in the next election, who's to say that they won't? Everyone will start to question, is, is someone being interfered with? Because we don't even actually know if they managed to turn over any election results. So, you know, it comes to questions of, did, did they actually change election results, which is not a small thing. No, I agree. I mean, we don't know what makes people vote the way they vote or why they go to the to put their ballot in the polling booth. But, you know, clearly there was a lot of uh, misinformation in Chinese language sources in Canada, which resulted in, in some MPs who primarily of Chinese ethnic origin, particularly Kemi Chu and Richmond Stevenson, who suddenly saw their, their polling numbers plummet as soon as the disinformation came out. And as far as I know, no one has been made accountable for that. We don't know where it came from. And I don't think our government has the capacity or the will to actually find out who was slandering our our candidates and may have tipped the vote over to um, the Liberal Party, to be frank about it, in, in the last election. How many there are, whether it would have made a difference to the overall result, we can never, we can never tell. But you know, the suspicion is certainly there. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I guess if it works in your favor, the Prime Minister might see this as, okay, it is not. I mean, once upon a time, I think a story like this would be would be 24-7. I mean, look at the Russian, um, you know, interference story with Trump that followed him 24-7. And yet, what we actually have tangible proof here, it's barely being met with a shrug. Having said all this stuff, um, Charles, uh, Biden did meet with President Xi for the first time. Their relations are pretty chilly. Uh, Biden came out of that meeting saying 
not going to be a Cold War and no real imminent plan uh, to attack Taiwan. Um, is he just saying that? Or, I mean, well, is the I president think she uh, just... Is certainly saying that. Reminds yeah. me of when uh, she met with Obama and promised that they wouldn't be militarizing those islands that they've been reclaiming in the South China Sea. And, you know, you hardly had to blink and there were military jets running down new airstrips on the islands. So Mr. Xi saying, oh, we don't we don't have any uh, competition in the world and we're not planning to take Taiwan over soon. It's not something that I think we should uh, rely on as a reliable source of information. And if Mr. Biden has, uh, feels that his buddy Xi Jinping is, uh, is giving him the straight goods, then uh, he really is, uh, you know, past his best due date for judgment on, on how to assess the Chinese. That's my view anyway. Yeah, which is which is rather alarming. But I I do have to think, and I don't know how much America would have, uh, the U.S. would have had, or our allies in, in pressuring new um, new strategies from us. Uh, but there had to have been some conversations with Blinken and Jolie saying, "You guys got to wake up." It's not the first. I mean, our allies have all been warning us for a very long time. Oh, I think that it threatens our position in the Five Eyes. And after Blinken came, we we all of a sudden agreed to a U.S.-Canada strategic dialogue on the Indo-Pacific. We applied for a mission in the yeah. in the Indo-Pacific Economic um, uh, Forum. Uh, you know, um, all of a sudden you have uh, Minister uh, Freeland in Washington saying we need to friendshore and not rely on China, and Minister Champagne saying we need to decouple. And the Prime Minister, hard to know what he said in response to those questions, but nothing that that I could really uh, process. But, you know, I think there's no question that, that, that we want to give the Americans the impression that we're, we're a reliable ally and support them in, in maintaining the international rules-based order. Whether that's true or not remains to be seen. You know, we seem to want to play both sides of the street and, and get that Chinese um, market access and not alienate the Chinese embassy in any way, plus maintain our, our good relations with the United States, Australia, and the UK. And I, I think they're starting to get our number. And, you know, we, we just can't carry on in this two-faced approach. And, and um, you know, where politicians, maybe they think after retirement, I'm going to get a nice job, um, you know, doing something for a China-connected law firm or or a board or something like that. I think those days are gone. You know, the idea that, that we can collaborate with China on some things and doesn't work that way. Oh, there you go. Uh, I, I agree, but nonetheless, uh, suck and blow has never worked, but they'll try to make it, and certainly <laughs> I, I hope you're right. Charles, you're thanks so, right. so much. <laughs> All right. Very, very <laughs> nice to talk with you. Take care. As, as you, Charles Burton joining us, uh, got an awful lot of experience in this, and so we'll wait and see what happens when that report comes out, if it ever comes out.